0: This is a podcast from Tbilisi International Christian Fellowship, a gathering of many nations who are one in Christ. We're just having a series of brief meditations this summer on some of the prayers of Paul. We're joining with Paul in his prayers so that we can become people who can pray larger, more powerful prayers and enter into the heart of God. So today we're meditating on Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 1. And let me read these verses for you. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 to 12. Listen to the word of God. Paul writes, We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So during lockdown, we have been watching a lot of Netflix. A lot of Netflix. And we just finished all nine seasons of the series Doc Martin. I don't know if any of you have been watching that. Yeah, I see some hands up over there. And Michelle and I love British television because uh, the British seem to produce these actors who... They're not these beautiful models who are celebrities looking for the starring role. They have these actors who seize on to these small roles, these supporting roles, and they really sink their teeth into them and own them, and they spend a whole career just playing these small roles to perfection. And it makes me think that all of us, as disciples of Jesus, are called to be like this. We're not the celebrities, we're not the starring actors, but we're called to seize on to the small supporting role and really sink our teeth into it, and play it with all of our hearts as part of this greater ensemble cast. And the Danish philosopher, the Danish writer, Soren Kierkegaard, has this image. He says, imagine that God is the director of the play, and we're on stage, and God is sitting there in the audience, this audience of one, and we are performing for God's critical enjoyment. And that's a really different way to think of our lives and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. It's a helpful way, I think, to think of what Paul is writing here to the Colossians. We're meant to express the will of the director. And in a movie and or in a play, the director's will is supreme. And everyone on set from the lighting designers, to the art directors, to the actors on stage, they're all working together to manifest the vision, the will of the director. And that's what we are called to do. As disciples of Jesus to make God's will real in our lives as we perform this story together. And we're called to perform on stage in a way that pleases God. Now I've titled this message, Performing for God, and of course uh, there's a very negative way we can think of performing for God under heavy pressure and under heavy anxiety, but notice at the very end of what Paul says he's saying we're already qualified to share in the inheritance of the children of light, of God's holy people. This is not an audition that we have the pressure of whether we're going to make it or we're not going to make it. Jesus has already brought us into the cast, and we're performing with the joyful confidence that we already belong to God. We already belong as part of this production, and we have the freedom by the Holy Spirit to explore what that means. Now, God is a different kind of director because he's not giving us A script with lines that we read off. We don't have clear directions moment by moment as to exactly where we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to say, what we are meant to act out. We would prefer to have that, and I think when we think of what it means to know God's will, we're thinking in terms of big and small decisions we have to make in our lives. Who am I supposed to marry? Are we supposed to have children? Where are we supposed to live? What's my career? What should my career look like? And perhaps God is not quite as interested in those questions as we are. because What God has not given us, he hasn't given us a script for our lives. He's given us a model. And that model is Jesus. And God is less concerned with what we're supposed to be doing as opposed to who we are supposed to be. So think about a very experimental director, who instead of giving his cast, his cast of actors, a script for the stage, instead he teaches them to really inhabit their roles, really to become the character they're supposed to be. And then he puts them into all kinds of unexpected situations for which they have no preparation, except for the preparation of becoming this character. And we're meant to learn to act out who this character is in all these different roles, in all these different situations rather, that we find ourselves in. What we're given is the gift of having the Holy Spirit as our acting coach. He sits down with us, he shows us who Jesus is, he invites us into this larger story of Jesus and his death and resurrection that we're meant to perform in our own lives, and he helps us become more and more like Jesus, to become become, quite literally icons of Christ, images of Jesus in our lives. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, we're invited to creatively imagine what it would mean if Jesus was living out his life, for example, as a 40-year-old Canadian male living overseas who's married and has two children, what does it mean for the life of Jesus to be faithfully manifested in that situation in my own life? And that is the role that God has called me to, that I must sink my teeth into and really learn how to imaginatively and faithfully act out the life of Jesus in my situation by the help of the Holy Spirit. We're called to be a certain kind of person. Well, Paul will talk about later in Colossians as putting on the true self after the image of our Creator, modeled after Jesus, becoming this person, and then by the Holy Spirit with His direction, His nudging, His guidance, learning how to live that life in the very different situations we all find ourselves in. We don't have a word-for-word script, but as we spend time with the director, growing in the knowledge of God, as Paul puts it, we learn about this larger story that we're involved in, that we're meant to make our contribution to as small ensemble actors. And the big story is the story of God in Christ reconciling the whole world to himself. And this is a story of death and resurrection. It's a U-shaped story of Jesus descending into humiliation and death and suffering, and being vindicated by God in resurrection and ascension and exaltation. And we follow Paul in yearning to know Jesus in his suffering and death, in living that cruciform, cross-shaped life in our own life, and so knowing Jesus also in his risen life. And we're called to a kind of method acting. Method acting is this more modern style of acting popularized by the Russian director Konstantin Stanislavski. And he said, you know what, acting, learning to act is not about looking in the mirror and having this mechanical kind of acting where you're self-consciously imitating certain gestures like the old actors on the stage used to be. He said, in fact, if you're looking in the mirror, you're doing it all wrong. There's nothing mechanical about this. He said, in fact, as an actor, you should never be manifesting anything outwardly That you have not experienced inwardly. For Stanislavski, acting is not really about acting or performing, it's about actually becoming your character. And there's all sorts of crazy stories about actors who have so fully inhabited their characters, they've almost become them. They've practically lost their minds in the process. They've been totally absorbed in this character. And I think that comment has something to say to us as Christians. Never manifest something outwardly that you have not experienced inwardly. Because in Paul's words, we're called to put on a new self that is our true self. We're not putting on a mask. We're not pretending to be something that we're not. But as we awkwardly and clumsily begin inhabiting this role that the Holy Spirit has given us, we begin changing into who we always were meant to be in the plan of God. A holy person, a saint, someone who is becoming more and more like Jesus, playing out his role in their own life. That's something that we've been baptized into, immersed in the death and resurrection of Jesus. This is a great calling that we all have to play on stage before God for his enjoyment the story of Jesus again and again creatively worked out in the power of the Holy Spirit in our own lives. And we can only do this when we are actually living out the life of Jesus ourselves. This is why we celebrate communion again and again, because in communion, We are quite literally feeding on the life of Jesus. We're sharing his body. We're drinking his blood. And we're entering into the life of the vine so that this life can be lived out in our own lives to the praise and glory of God. I have this green sheet in here that I invite you this week to begin praying into these verses, which I've only touched on today, praying into these verses for yourself, and for those you love, as we all learn, a grace-filled performance for the pleasure of God. This podcast was from Tbilisi International Christian Fellowship. Learn more about us online at ticf-georgia.org. Thanks for listening.